we go. Three, two, one podcast. Plus, I said it to Icelandic time because we share a love of the Aurora Borealis Cordy. And you have no idea how to tell time. We need to think things through. Somehow you'd think that a man who can send a rocket into space would be able to manage a halfway decent birthday present. Nope. You know, Gordy, all things considered, maybe my gift isn't so bad after all. Oh. Hey, Gordy! Surprise! Wow! Now there's a gift! Here you go, Gordy. Happy birthday! We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Yeah, the greater good. How about the that? The greater good, or or not. Or nope. It's it, it is Spooktoberfest, so yeah. Well, this uh, is uh, yeah. This is cheap scare reviews. This is the month where we watch sometimes scary movies. Sometimes it's not really scary. Sometimes it's just you know, just a good time. So <laughs> yeah, last week nothing scary, just a good time. This week we'll decide if this was yes. uh, if this was scary or nope. Uh, this is episode 452, and tonight we are talking about 2022's Nope. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. That's why you boom under the horse, Jimison. <laughs> yeah, I had thought about you when I saw that scene. <laughs> it just made me think, huh, I bet Sean's had some experience in yeah. this uh, department. Yeah, but so, the, yeah. The, the film sets that I were on were not nearly as pretentious or stuck up as that you know we're low budget film we 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 can't afford to be that I and mean, that everything on that set just made my stomach hurt you, um, you oh, guys really? did, oh. you guys didn't have a a garden ball duct tape to a plunger no no we did not have a a 3d we, we there was no green screen happening for us <laughs> it's just stop motion uh no, <laughs> no we weren't doing that either um, the, though the funniest bit with a horse, I know I've probably told this story on set. The, the, one of the funniest things that we had with a horse was um, we didn't realize it at the time, but most of the horses that we did have on set are movie horses. They're horses that have gotten you know, that are used to being around a lot of people, a lot of movement. Well, one of them was actually trained to do a task, and so. We would hear, you know, we'd hear ready, you know, roll sound, roll camera, action. And then all of a sudden we started hearing this. I don't know if you can hear that through the microphone, but you hear this knocking yeah. sound. And I, I'm looking over and the horse is stomping on the wooden sidewalk of the old, old west. And, I'm, <laughs> and I kind of point to the horse and like I'm pointing to my ears. And so they call cut. And so the animal wrangler goes over there and like, you know, trying to calm the horse down. Okay, ready and action. And then the horse starts doing it again. And that's when we realized the horse was trained to like do that on the cue action. So we had to Aww. we had to move the horse far enough away that if it starts clapping on the on the ground, you don't hear it, but it was because it was on the wood is why you could hear it. So they didn't want to just change the word to go. I they might have actually. They might have <laughs> they might have changed the word. 
that makes it too simple. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, act. They're they're dealing with with audio guys, so you know you got to be really simple. Well, we don't. Um, it doesn't matter to us. We're shooting video, so like, as long as the boom is in relatively near the actors, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, you could just like run a lavalier up the hair of the the horse to mic the horse when he talks. That's true. I could do that. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Well, that's a good well, point. Like with you. Because like on a human, you don't put the mic on the neck; you put it on their chest. So like, would you put it on the the breast of the horse, or would you put it on the neck under the the long beak of the horse? There's you know? a beak. They have beaks. Yeah, like that, that that snout, that long snout that they have, that face, that long face that they have. Anyway, I, why the long face? I don't know. I was this, waiting for that. This is a weird. We've gone to a weird place. And yeah. Sam, I'm uncomfortable right now. Uh, well, speaking of horses, Sam, <laughs> never steal a man's fake horse, Vector. Absolutely, right? Um, but Sean, yeah, um, I want you to look at something in the sky for me, okay? Okay. So that um, we can see what happens when you when you do that. Sure. So no problem. I need you to to go ahead and do that at some point tonight. Yeah, like the 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 image behind Andrew right now with all four actors looking up. That's me every time I go outside to take my dog out. Is I look I look up at the stars every time. Oh, I'm looking guy. for the one cloud that doesn't move. Man, if there if I see that now, I'm gonna be a little freaked out. We'll just, <laughs> just gonna be honest. The one cloud that doesn't move. Um, yeah. Oh crap. So yeah, this is 2022's Nope, a Jordan Peele movie. Uh, some people might be saying, "Well, why did you do this one and not um, Get Out or uh, Us?" And the answer simply is we didn't. We just chose to we do this one. <laughs> we don't know any better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we really don't. I mean, have has any of you guys seen any of the other stuff? No. No. Because I haven't. Yeah. I, I heard that Get Out so, was great. And yep. I also heard that Us was, was good and scary. So, yeah. I just, this seemed interesting. This one, I wanted to see more than the other ones. Yeah, because yeah, of this, I guess because of the sci-fi element. Well, and this one to me, like, stuck in my memory from seeing the uh, the previews and advertisements and everything. This one was like, for some reason, Get Out and Us didn't really stick with me, and this one had an element, and maybe it was that just sci-fi element that I was like, okay, well, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. And and I remember this that this the trailer for this was on a Super Bowl. That they the, the yep. first teaser was at a Super Bowl and it um it 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 got everyone's attention because you had no idea what was happening the the the, the trailer gave you no indication of what was going on other than you know there's a guy in a horse and there's something like even last week when I said all one thing I knew about it was a guy in a cow and you said no it's a horse so like I even <laughs> got that part wrong but. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, and so, but I so I have IMDb pulled up right now on that page, and the trailer that it's showing is showing clips that aren't in the movie. Oh, really? There's a couple of moments that aren't even in the movie, huh. which is really, really Weird. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless by some chance that I I I missed them when I was like you know switching over to write a note. But usually I paused it. Like for this movie, I paused when I would go to. There's just not a 
Volkswagen commercial you're watching? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it, there was a couple of scenes then that in that trailer that just now uh, ended on my computer that I had not seen. It's interesting. Oh. All right. Yeah. So, Andrew, what is Nope? Well, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. That is what IMDb says, which doesn't tell us anything at all other than the location. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That's all it says. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. So I'm really interested to. Kind of, so let me ask this question. So this was, Sam, this was your second viewing, and Andrew, this was your first viewing, yep. right? Right. Yeah. Um, we have, I think we are well, uh, we have we have lots of evidence that that would confirm that when it comes to scary movies, I'm kind of the coward of the group. I think that's yes. yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. So yeah. I'm going to ask you guys uh, maybe maybe uh, this question. Maybe this isn't fair. I don't know. But like on a scale of one to ten, like one being Army of Darkness on the scale mm-hmm. scare scale. And ten being whatever the movie that freaked you out the most, right? Like whatever it is for you, right? Like whether it was The Exorcist or if it was, you know, like like right now in the last five years, it would have to be Paranormal Activity for me. Okay, yeah, for me, yeah. right? Um, I'd be interested to know one what your scale is, and two, like where does this movie rank on that scale? I'd, I'd be curious to know. What that? Uh, so, what would that be, Sam? What for you? For me, maybe a three. Okay, maybe a three. You know, there were some spots where there was a little bit of of it's not horror and fear or jump scares, but just concern about what they, what's going to happen to the characters. I guess. Okay. So I don't think I ever got a jump scare in this movie. No. I remember right. This one got two jump scares for me. Did it really? Yeah, I very vividly remember two big ones for me. Like interesting. I, I watched this on my laptop with my my good headphones, and the second jump scare, I ne- scare, I nearly lost my laptop off really? my, off my lap. Yeah. <laughs> what what was that? What scene was that? So the the first one was the uh, it's one of the, and, and I want to go into pretty interesting detail about the scene with the monkey because oh, I'm really yeah. okay. really curious about the scene with the monkey. Okay. But it's the scene where when the monkey has done his business, and, and we're going to get there. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to kind of tease it out a little bit if you haven't seen the movie, but you're listening to the show. He's done the thing, and he's going to the kid that's hiding underneath the table, and he's looking for nucks, right? Yeah. And then there's a a shot, and it's when the trainers or the, the cops or whoever, you know, bang, right? That one yeah. got me. But the horse through the windshield nearly killed me. <laughs> I I, yeah. I nearly died. <laughs> I mean, I think those probably are the the only two jump scares okay. I would call it in this in the movie. But for me, they didn't. I mean, they didn't make me jump or anything. It was just, it was clear when I watched it that that's what the intention was. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I didn't really get a jump a jump what, from it. What is your ten, Sam, for the, for your scale? Like I don't remember what for you. Oh, it my be. scale of ten for scary. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of the scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, 
you know, even the exorcist was scary, but not a 10. Um, I'll be curious. You know, I, it, is it a movie that we've done? Do you think? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I remember you know, as a kid, they hit different than they, as, than they do as an adult. Oh, sure. Um, I remember watching my, the first horror movie I ever watched. We snuck a copy of people under the stairs and watched with my cousins. And that thing wrecked me for weeks. Mm. Um, and it was not watching it now. It's like, man, that is just so stupid. It's right. just so stupid. But, you know, in terms of scariness, I remember in college uh, watching very late at night, watching The Ring. Yeah. And and being freaked out afterwards, um, especially, you know, realizing that I had rented it on a VHS. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that I had put it into the VCR. So it's that one freaked me out. I, but in terms of just scariness, you know, uh, when we did the conjuring yeah the first one yeah that the first one i thought was pretty darn good but that was more fun jump scares not like you know laying awake at night jump scares okay. so i don't know i i really don't know i'd have to really think about it to, to think yeah i didn't prep you, you know what my my top so, yeah. 10 would be of that type of thing yeah okay so I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Again, I didn't prep either one of you on this. I was just. I, just, I mean, what? I mean, you. What do you guys have? What? What are some? Of well, your... I already told you. I mean, like paranormal activity wrecked me for a couple of days. I mean, the country yeah. was pretty scary. Midsummer bothered me. It didn't scare me, but it bothered me. Bothered, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's a difference between bother and scare. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right? I, again, paranormal activity scared the shit out of me. I did not sleep <laughs> that night. Like, and I didn't sleep well for the next couple of days. Seriously. Uh, I'm not yeah. just saying that to to whatever. I mean, like legit. I told you, I told you both when we recorded that episode, and days later, I was like, I have yeah. not slept well um, <laughs> because of that movie. Because uh, most of the stuff that I've seen that would 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 go on that list for me were things for the podcast. Because I avoid yeah. this stuff intentionally. Right. Yeah. You oh know, yeah. Like you know, the Halloween movies never scared me. Um, the Friday the Thirteenth movies certainly didn't scare me. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the first Conjuring one was pretty, uh, you know, pretty harrowing. Uh-huh. Um, Train to Passan, not scary, but really, really good. Um, but that's yeah, not no, well, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Um, the Babadook kind of got me a little bit. It was a little unsettling. Yeah, it's kind of that one got right you? a little bit. It's just unsettling. It wasn't like scary. It was just like a little. It's like, oh, okay, what's gonna happen next? Like it's just the anticipation of the jump scare is what got me more uh, than anything. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um. But as a kid, like talking about you know movies as a kid, you know, for me when I was not much older than Declan, eleven or twelve. No, actually, I would have been younger than Declan, my son, who's eleven. I would have been ten or eleven. Uh, I watched Lord of the Flies. It was on HBO, <laughs> and I watched Lord of the Flies. It's kids killing kids. So yeah. watching that as a kid was like, oh, my gosh. You know, my school is going to one day devolve into this nightmare, and I'm going to get killed by a boulder. Like That's what I thought was going to happen. What about you, Andrew? Well, the first question, as, far as, yeah. as far as like where this movie would land on my scale... I would give it a two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really scary to me. It's more suspenseful than Mm, anything. And, and like Sam said, it's, it's like a, 
it's a, susp- a suspense of not knowing what's going to happen to the characters and not knowing what's going to happen next. But um, as far as my scale, though, my 10, I was trying to think of uh, the same, same as Sam, just trying to think of what my scariest movie would be. Uh, Insidious is probably up there. Um, and it wasn't extremely scary, but it was, it, I don't know. It just bothered me the most, I guess. <laughs> uh, and the conjuring as well. Um, so I don't know. There's, I, I'm not really, and I wouldn't even call those a 10. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I've seen a movie that has really been a 10 for me. Yeah. Um, because even like, I can remember watching Saw for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember when that was, but I can remember watching it for the first time and just being really, really bothered. Like, something's going to, somebody's going to die right here on screen. Like, this guy's going to have to cut his leg off in front of me. And, <clears throat> like, not wanting to watch that. Or, right. Know, it's, and it's, it was it's like it, a, it was the anticipation the, is worse than anything else, really. I think it was the anticipation of the uncomfortable, really. Yep. And it wasn't fear. I don't know. Um, but if I had to pick pick something to be at the top of my scale, I think it would be Insidious and and The Conjuring. But again, I, for me, those I still think they're around a five. I wouldn't even call them a ten. I I don't scary movies or horror movies don't really bother me that much. I'm not really. Yeah, I I, in, I envy you <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I am on that. But okay, I, I wish that. Well, in some ways, I wish that I could find something that has that truly would scare me, just to know where my limit is. But at the same time, I'm I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want to be. So yeah, just just look at your bank account. You'll be scared, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, you know, that's a, that is a great point, because there is that, you know, at what point are you, is it too much? You know, you hear about right. people loving these things and, and leaving movie theaters and and, and things like that, but I, I just don't know if I've, I've ever yeah. gotten to that point. But I wonder, though, I mean, yeah, you hear about the, I forget the movie where people were like getting, they were vomiting and they were wasn't it the like theater. like Terrifier two or something like that it's something like, the, like that was, wasn't it Exorcist weren't people going crazy in Exorcist uh, I mean yeah, I, I remember that happened but yeah. but there's a movie that's more recent I think I think you're right Sean it's Terrifier two yeah people um, people were getting like like were throwing up in the theater it was so but, violent and so gory and but, so yeah that's the thing though it's not really scary it's it's just like violent and over the top for yeah. no reason other than to make you sick. Like, you know? No. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, you, you don't know. I do. <laughs> so to answer my own question, um, you, you, I think you, you said two and a three. I would probably have put this higher on my list, on that number, until the ending. Right. You know, yeah. like, like having now seen it all the way through, it's like a four or a five. Because the jump stairs, j- scares did get me, but the 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 stuff that was unsettling was the scenes with the monkey. Monkey, yes, the monkey was the worst part. And totally agree. And I don't know what it has to do with the movie. I have no idea what that monkey scene was about, 
And I was trying to talk to somebody about it today, but they hadn't seen the movie, so I was trying to be vague. So, so we need to. We're going to do five word reviews here in a second, but yeah, um, I I have no idea what the purpose of the monkey scene was. <laughs> I really don't. Is it just to? Did Jordan Peele just need something to be shocking and terrifying to have an ape? I mean, I know the movie. Like the, I guess the subtext is like animals will do animal things and you can't control them, and right. that ultimately the beast in the movie isn't is an alien, but it's just a beast. It's not a, a thing to be reasoned with. It's not aliens come down take me to a leader. It's not Independence Day or Edge of right. Tomorrow. It's it's an interstellar beast, and that lives in a cloud. That lives in that knows how to camouflage itself, <laughs> and yeah. and then eats things that looks at it and it yeah. can't and it's smart enough to travel again interstellarly but not smart enough to know that that thing is made of meat and that thing is made of plastic and that thing is made of whatever right yeah so i mean you know it's it's a step above signs well let me ask this question though well uh, that, we're kind well, of we're, we're getting into it but is it interstellar it, or is we don't it, know, right? right? Is it just well, something that happens? I mean, there, there's so much, a large percentage of our oceans that have been uncharted and undiscovered, un, unresearched. And, you know, maybe this thing is not from outer space. Maybe it's... Maybe it is of Earth like and that we've yeah. just never seen it because they live in the clouds and they feed yeah. on cattle and things like that. I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But... It's still kind of a dumb beast, which is what maybe it is. makes it scary. I don't know. Again, is that the point with the ape? Is that you never know what's going to make it do its thing and go crazy? I mean, well, it. I mean, it had it had everything to do with um, Glenn. I don't. What's his real name? Um, Glenn's from Walking Dead, but uh, Stephen Yen. Yeah. Right. That was him as a kid. So it had to do with with his reasoning for doing things, I think. Right. I mean, I'm, are you asking or telling me like, if you don't, I don't know, know. I, mean, I, I, I really don't know, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't either. I, 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 yeah. I mean, so if his, I mean, we have a couple of moments where he's having some flashbacks and the movie yeah. is really, I thought the movie used the flashbacks really well. Like they're, and they were quick cuts. Like it wasn't, fade to black and then whatever like it was just a quick flash of him remembering this horrible thing and and i don't know maybe jupe is his character I, name like maybe he's trying yeah. to relive the glory days by setting up this well ranch, and, and that but, was my thinking was that got basically spared from this wild animal mm-hmm. um in in a way where you know we this is all about eye contact right so there, there was a way he didn't make eye contact. And because he was spared, I think he developed some sort of no one can touch me mentality that translated to his show and his his Western land and his flippance of dealing with this alien interdimensional thing to the point where it, it eventually caught up to him. It's interesting because like... but it's But it feels like it was a side character, right? And and it just feels like it should have been more part of the the main character's story for this story. It just it it felt really weird. The monkey, 
the monkey story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not saying there's not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it was such a. It felt a little shoehorned in, um, but I can see kind of why they did that with with Stephen Yen's character being kind of no one can touch me. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I we we could have done without any of the monkey scene, and he can just be just make him an asshole. But then you would have lost that one jump scare that you thought. I mean, yeah, that one, that, that yeah. one, yeah. Again, it was a, it, it did, it was a good jump scare. But I mean, maybe and you would have lost the the image of the lady without her face at the the western show. But again, I don't understand what the the purpose of that was. You know it was to throw you off in the in the previews. I I guess I just I don't like said so I don't <laughs> understand the purpose. Like she, he, he's there. Hey, there's my first crush and my co star. There she is, and she's all, you know, got her veil on because. Because the monkey basically ate her face off, which is you know right. horrific. Yeah, but like, I don't understand the purpose of it. I really don't. So, well, yeah, I think at least what I got away from it, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think that he, we find out that he's been keeping this monster around, basically. Yeah, he's he's been buying these horses and and feeding it, feeding it for an audience and because i had the question at first like why is this thing just staying right here there are other <laughs> cattle there are other horses there you know across the nation why is it yeah. just right here um and i thought when i saw that scene i thought oh he's this is part of his show like he's paying or people are paying to come witness this spectacle um I, that he has see that was the the part together. I guess the part that I I guess I missed is so okay so he buys these horses so that he can feed the thing and and we had yeah. and he did say like it's been happening for like a week and I think at some point that's when he decided to build the amphitheater because that amphitheater show was the first time he had done that it was his first with a big crowd with yeah a, I think with any crowd I think it was the first yeah. time anyone had seen it because. Otherwise, it would have been all over the internet and whatever. And the 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 story that our heroes are trying to do is to get this thing out in, onto the internet so people can see it and so they can pay the bills. Because ultimately, that's what they're trying to do is just pay some bills. Yeah, yeah. It, is that um, they want like if they, if he would have had a crowd there, that would have been done. So that's why I think like this time this was the first time. And of course, the wife's like, no, no, put your cell phones down, or whatever. Because they, they're trying to keep it contained, right? But when the horse didn't leave, right? When when Lucky didn't run out like you expected yep. it to, because he was trained. Because he was trained. This horse, you know, was 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 a show horse, and you know, Beastie Mc, you know, Donut whatever came over and ate the whole <laughs> whole crowd. Yeah, and yeah, and the, the I, yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, I, I got the impression, though, when he, when uh, uh, OJ goes to get the horse, he talks about getting his horses back. And his reaction was, oh, like, that's not going to be possible. You know, he didn't say that, but you kind of can read between the lines, like, those horses are not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't put two and two together until later on when we see that show and he's he's been like feeding and luring this monster to to build 
you know, the, the spectacle that it is. Yeah. <laughs> Until it eats everyone. So again, yeah. that goes back to the monkey. Like that poor woman survived a monkey attack only to get eaten by a space donut. You know, it's like, you kind of feel bad for her a little bit, but. Yeah. And the other part that really sucked is that none of those people had quick deaths. You, that thing is flying over and people oh are still gosh, screaming. Oh my gosh, you're screaming. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. That that part was. Suffocating. Yeah, really <laughs> unsettling. Like just hearing the screams. And then, of course, it decides to take a dump over the house. <laughs> and yeah. it's just Which like, I loved. I thought that was. Oh, that was such amazing. a cool effect. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Um. Because like at the beginning of the movie, when you know objects are falling out of the sky, and then you see that like, there's a key embedded into the horse, and something mm-hmm. that hit you know Keith David's you know head like a coin or something, looked like a coin. Yeah. And um, you know, because like I didn't know what happened, right? And then, and then the guy said something about like an airplane, like you know, right? People are throwing stuff out of an airplane. It's like even at terminal velocity, a coin can't kill you. It might hurt. It, have, it, it had to be thrown, which be... I'm guessing there was some sort of magnetic field that pushes it out. Yeah, something. it's not like when this thing you know poops out, it's it's a really strong force. It's not just right. gravity. Um, and it, we see this thing kind of shoot. It's you know it it has like a fart at some point. I remember when it's seeing the cloud. But all right, let's do five word review. I mean, we're we're oh, 25 wow. okay. minutes into the show. Let's do five word reviews. Uh, Sam, what you got? All right, um, I've actually got three. I've got um, better aliens versus cowboys. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then I've got uh, my second one is much better than signs. <laughs> much better than signs. And then my last one is horror movie is almost there. Um, I I enjoy this movie for what it tried to do. I love the visuals of this movie. I thought just the 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 the, the some of these cinematography moments were just gorgeous in this movie but it just felt a little disjointed it felt i don't know the, the like i said the scare wasn't really there you know it, i i think they could have done more i honestly think they could have done more with the alien stalking them or the alien you know coming closer to them or something you know the very final scene with with everybody dealing with it and all the little wavy sign people and things like that I thought was brilliant, but at no point was I really scared for, for any of them. And I don't know if that's because I didn't care for the, any of these, these characters, but I, you know, I just didn't connect as well as I would hope to do with a good horror movie with people in, in peril. Um, but again, you go to a movie and you hope you see things that you've never seen before. And this one actually, I think it did it for me in terms of how the, the UFO worked, you know, especially when it started expanding at the end and you're like, what the heck is this thing doing? Um, the way it moved and the way it, it, you know, just looking at it made it come after you. I thought that was kind of a, an interesting twist on a, on a monster movie. Cause that's basically what this is, right? It's a monster movie. And, um, and, and I thought, I think Jordan Peele did well. I'm, I'm actually kind of, I might have to, to watch some of his other stuff. If the other stuff is better than this, then then maybe it's really good. So we'll have to see. Yeah. So while you were chatting, or not chatting, while you were talking, Sam, I scrolled through the trivia for, you know, just a quick, you know, whatever. And I found this one. 
because uh, we were just talking about this. While Jordan Peele did not explain the significance of the deadly chimpanzee attack witnessed by Jupe as a child, according to an analysis published by Variety, so this is what Variety magazine says, uh-huh. it is meant to show that you can't tame a predator, which is what he says in the movie, and mankind will risk everything for spectacle. Jupe exploited the Gordy's home massacre for profit and similar, similarly thought he could tame the creature for a show business opportunity. Jupe's survival of the chimpanzee attack gave him the mistaken impression that he could tame an alpha predator who are often unpredictable. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we all three of us kind of like... We all danced We all kind of danced around that. We but, were hovering around that, yeah. Hovering around it and then sucked it up and then... Sucking it up, yeah. What you got, Andrew? Get out on houses. I only have one five-word review to this this week, and uh, it is simply this. After I find it, good, <laughs> not great sci-fi horror. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it is good. The acting is tre- tremendous. Yeah. I think yeah, the that is a true. Great job, um, everybody. I mean, even when they do those flashbacks, the kid actor, like the the people on the set, like I honestly Googled, was the Gordy's home incident a real thing? Like, because <laughs> I thought, wow, that I wonder if that's if that actually happened. Which I did find out that it's based on a similar incident, but not that. Oh, one. really? It wasn't yeah. that bad, but there was right. a. Um, but. It, like Sam said, the visuals are spectacular. They're stunning. Um, and there's not much to it. Like, I, I mean, I, okay, sorry. There's a lot to it when it comes to the visual effects. But <laughs> but you're in in the setting. There's not much. You're just in a desert, right? You're in this, you know, very arid, dry place with some mountains and a sky. And that's what you're working with. And to yeah. have that be taken and turned into what we saw um, is tremendous. Um, But was I ever scared? No. Did I want to be? Yes. Um, Yeah. It was suspenseful, but I also saw a lot of it coming. You know, Um, it, it is a monster flick. um, And I do like the, I do like the, the twist of the UFO that we're used to thinking about is not a metal spaceship. It's an actual being itself because I don't think we've ever seen that before. So in that sense, it's very new, it's different. And, um, and it gives an explanation to UFOs that I don't think I've ever heard before or heard anybody try to make an argument for that maybe it's actually a being itself and not little green men flying around in a saucer. So, yeah. Uh, the other, I will say this, the other scene that kind of got me on edge was the scene when he goes to turn off the water system in the barn and then yeah. it gets turned back on and then the thing stands up and yeah. you know your screen is just dark enough like you can't really make out what it is what it is and yeah. then like then a second one pops out of the stall and he just goes 
nope. And he's like getting, because he's trying to take a picture of it. And then <laughs> yeah. one of them jumps out like close to him and then he punches it like like any human <laughs> would, right? If you do a right. if you jump scare, yeah. like, you just, that's your, that's your fight, flight, or uh, hide response. Fight or flight, yep. and he just punches it, and it's a kid. <laughs> right. um, but like, but in, but in those thirty seconds, Jordan Peele, the director, did a really good job of giving me some anxiety of yeah. what's going to happen. So he's really good at building that anticipation, that anxiety. At least again, it, it worked for me. Um, well, and the same thing happened kind of in the store uh, in Fries, where. Uh, Man behind the desk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the guy. Where he's the guy. Yeah, where he's the the power goes off, or well, the lights go off, and the store is just closing. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, "Oh gosh, is this thing over the store now?" Like, because all the power is going off. Yeah, uh, and then you realize that they're just closing. <laughs> and the and girl is eating some... Cheetos and just walks right, up behind was, him and scares right. him. Yeah. Yeah, that that was good. There's 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 some good moments there. There's some good kind of world building. I mean, the... do you think it needed to uh, to escalate even more than it did? Did we need to have it attack a town? I don't know if we needed to. I mean, um, I think no. if you're just going for gore and scary effect, you could have shown us more what was happening to those poor people inside there. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the eating process is a little bit more violent than just, you know, it, it has a powerful vacuum inside of it, but like it has digestive acid that people are getting. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like they're being ripped apart or something. I, I don't know, but or yeah. some sort of mechanical, you know, just grinding. That well, would have the well. the one shot where it showed like the person in there and like it's it's all squishy and fabricy in there, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, I'm in bed because at that point I was in bed, and it's like, ooh, I, I, I need to stretch. I need to like move my <laughs> arms, you know, to confirm that I have freedom of movement. Get, you know, was, getting a little claustrophobic for you. And I don't you really get that... claustrophobic ever. I mean, heck, even when we watched Buried, that didn't bother me at all. But it's just like in that moment, it's like, ooh, I need to have a little bit of breathing room. You, you know what that scene reminded me of was <laughs> the you remember the birth scene from Look Who's Talking. <laughs> okay that's not where i was gonna go but sure that's what that for some reason yeah. that's what it reminded me of because you're just seeing like the inside of a fallopian tube or something i don't know it what. it reminded but. me of uh when uh agent k goes after his gun and gets eaten oh, by yeah. the bug in men in black yeah yeah uh my five word reviews were uh scary but for different reasons Meaning mm-hmm. the the beastie never really scared me. It was everything. It was always the jump. This that stuff was what was scared me, and the horse uh, jump scare, the falling horse. Uh, and then uh, the other one, which is actually six words. So for I'm, I'm taking a page out of Andrew's book. Uh, interstellar beast that hates eye contact. Yeah, pretty much. It's just shy. Yeah. Don't look at me. Maybe it's super insecure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll change Interstellar to Insecure Beast that hates eye contact. <laughs> don't look at me, I'm hideous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 I mean, yeah, you guys have both made really great points about you know you're showing me something we haven't seen before, and I, right. I, I like that, and 
I also said that. So my 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 first note was freaky intro. It's been I can't tell oh, you yeah. ever. I've been unsettled by the Universal logo happening. You know, yeah. like that the Universal logo is coming on, and like this that that, that clip that I played at the beginning of the, of the episode. That's happening now. I I cut the clip off before it gets violent, and you and you hear the violence. It's just the audio. You don't see what's happening. Right. Yeah. And what's with the shoe? That's just kind of standing straight, straight up, straight up, right? Like unnaturally. Mm-hmm. And so when they when the camera focuses on that, I thought, oh, there's there's some unnatural things happening here. This is more than right. This is and like that's where I thought the movie was going to go. Is that you know how like in the you guys seen the happening with Mark Wahlberg uh-huh. the the really awful actually no I've heard it's really bad so I have not the, the trees are the killer like I I, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be something like that like this thing has come down and turned animals against us or something and like weird gravitational things or are the evidence of it you know like the power going out or whatever I don't know I just you know your mind makes up stories to try to understand what's happening. Because the scene, we don't get a whole lot of information, right? Yeah. We hear the scene, then they're screaming, and then we cut to uh, a soundstage. We're, we're actually backstage, and then the camera walks backstage and then comes onto the set where there's a couple bodies kind of strewn out. You can see some blood on the set, and then a woman's pair of legs, and then the camera, I think, cuts to under, Jupe's, uh, underneath the table, his point of view. And we haven't seen him yet. And then the you know the chimpanzee comes over and he's covered in blood and he's trying to wake up the woman. And then there's the shoe. And then that then it cuts to, you know, Keith David on a horse. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this movie? <laughs> right. Like to have that as your cold open was really really good. Yeah, you t- you totally don't. I mean, for every. Th- Thing that they gave us in any kind of preview, you you didn't see that coming. Nothing about which I love that. I love yeah. when you, you you are totally surprised. Yeah, and so. I, was, I was surprised. Were you surprised? Oh, I was surprised. Um, honestly, and I'll say this: uh, the 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 part of the movie for me that was the most unrealistic is the story that Jupe tells about SNL doing a skit based on what happened to his, the show like Chris Kattan as an ape going around like that ape, you know, killed people. I cannot imagine ever in a scenario where, um, they would green light a sketch comedy about an ape murdering people. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like there is a skit with Chris Kattan as an ape. Oh yeah, there is. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, right. And I and, think maybe that's where they got it. But I don't know. And there is, and this, and this, the, the, you made reference to it, Andrew. There was a show, and I think it was somebody from SNL. They actually had an ape on set, uh, a chimp or something. And at one point, the chimp did try to do harm to one of the cast members, and they ended up basically de-teething. Like they pulled out its teeth, ah. so, that it, it, so it couldn't bite. With you didn't have you know so, um, that kind of thing. But like that's one of the reasons why like we don't they don't do you don't do real chimps anymore, uh, on movie sets. That's why you have to see do CGI just because they're unpredictable, and they are predators. Yeah, right. So, 
and somebody's near a train. Did Corny rejoin the podcast? No, believe it or not, that it's clear as day outside or something. That's right outside my window here. It's wow. crazy. That is crazy. And you don't really live yeah. near a train. It's like no, I don't. It's, it's a couple it's miles a, away, several well, miles away. We yeah. live in we live in North Carolina. That's probably some redneck with those train horns on. His <laughs> <It's> a train <laughs> horn. On so last night, I'm trying to go to sleep, and I'm and I'm having a hard time. Not because the movie was unsettling, but it's just because, you know, I, I didn't finish the movie until late, and I'm just going over the movie in my head, and I'm trying to like, right, you know, calm my brain down, and I'm just having a hard time. And right as I and I took a melatonin, like I'm trying to just calm down so I can go to sleep. And we live our uh, our our backyard fronts up against a, a road, and somebody at like twelve thirty decided that. This is the time where I can drive on this road at 65 oh, miles Lord. an hour in my big nuts muscle car. And this guy comes tearing around and you hear the tires screeching as he's losing control a little bit in the turn. And then he then he regains it and then just peels off up the street. It was so loud because I have windows open. You know, oh, time, I was about to say, wow. Okay. It's that time of year, you know, you got the windows open. And it was so freaking loud. So anyway, no one cares. Um, <laughs> only a few notes that I wrote, uh, other than what I've already mentioned. Um, I did write the Gordy subplot is really unsettling. Yeah. Uh, I then does Jupe offer people up for sacrifice? So I thought that that was what was happening originally, like what you guys said. And then as I watched the scene, that's when I realized, oh, that didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. So. And it's because the horse didn't do what it was supposed to. Um, well, it did. No, the horse was, he thought the horse was going to run down the valley. Because yeah. that's what the other ones did. It ran down the valley and then it came down and sucked them up. Which, by the way, doesn't go, uh, that doesn't really go with. Because you need the, 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 whatchamacallit, the eye contact. Yeah, right? the, and horses can't look up. Like, that's why things above their head freak them out. They can't look up. They don't have the ability to look up. So I'm not quite sure why the beast would eat a horse anyway if it can't see it. I mean. Well, I mean, their eyes are higher on their head and on the, kind of on the sides. They're not maybe like he, front. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he can just, if, oh, if I see your eyes. Yeah. Then uh, Sam, change that picture. That's just freaky. Because I... When they played I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, that song, I thought, hmm, I wonder if somebody's going to put sunglasses on here. And like the, but that never happened. Well, and he, he did put a mask over the horse. Right. Like the horse was blind. Yeah. Um, and then he put his hoodie on with, you know, the fake eyes on the back so that it would chase him, which I thought was pretty fun. Mm hmm. Um, and I do want to talk about the ending here in just a second. Um, I did also write, um, he left the horse in the trailer, which I, I'm glad he went back to to free the horse. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of extension cords. <laughs> yeah, but we did have a montage. Yeah, you know, I thought of that too today. I was when I saw that, I was like, "Holy crap, that's a lot of electricity they got to run through this valley." Now, I, I I didn't understand it at first that they were using the car batteries to power each wavy man. So, like when I saw they had set all these guys up, I was like. How many extent? Like, is that all running from the house? Like, how is that not tripping every breaker in the house? And then when he said, "I didn't have time," I was doing all these dead people's car batteries. I was like, "Oh, 
That's why they stole all those car batteries. Got it. Now I see. But we did have a... We did have a montage. We had a let's let's uh, make a plan to stop the beastie uh, montage, which I liked. And then uh, I'll get to that. Okay, I have one last part, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Antlers, the the German uh, or the 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 cinematographer, mm-hmm. was an interesting yeah. character, and his voice was. You know that just that gravelly low. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just, Especially just, when he was talking on the phone, it yeah. wasn't that bad when they were showing him in person. But when he was on the phone, it was like, to me, I was honestly listening to it, thinking, "That's not real. They must have lowered that somehow." It's almost <laughs> he, it his voice so was almost low. so low that like the phone couldn't pick it up. Right. You know, like the phone can't reproduce the sound of his his incredibly low voice, but. I uh, I I enjoyed his character. I liked that he came out and was like, "Okay, let's do this." Now, I don't get his death because he did it on to himself. I mean, was it like I must uh, get the impossible shot, so, and the only way I yeah. can do it is to? But I mean, like, it was to it, that was his moment to make you know whatever. He was never going to get that opportunity to get that shot again. Yeah, and that's what he was. He was looking for that. For. That yeah, he was looking for that lifetime shot. So you have to. Where... He has to hope that that somehow he gets ed up, that the film camera gets pooped out, and that someone mm-hmm. finds the film camera and then develops the film, so right. that you can see the incredible shot. Otherwise, he died for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, on the second time watching that part, I thought it was a little bit because he already had his little IMAX you know manual camera there he, he had the shot um or was was in the process of getting it so I I thought it was a little too little over the top but you needed to have some somebody in that quartet die yeah and, and we all and thought he it was, was the most likely one to do it I thought it was gonna be uh, mr fry yeah uh, just because he was kind of a jerk for the majority of the movie. Yeah. Well, I thought for sure he was dead when he was wrapped in the. Oh, wouldn't that have been a cool bet? And the barbed wire. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that barbed wire is going to like pull him apart. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. That would have been that would have been horror, right? Well, you know, getting munched munched up while getting ripped to shreds. Yeah. By the. But the barbed wire made him taste bad, and that's why he got spit spit back out. Yeah. Uh, but let's so the, the actual finale. So they, they set up this you know series of of you know the wavy arm guys so they can know where it is above them by looking at these guys. If it's above them, then they know the thing. Uh, a TMZ guy shows up an electric bike. His death was pretty interesting because they try to save him and then they can't. And literally OJ was like, "I'm sorry, man," and just you know he and he he didn't have his his mask up either he was just looking up and the thing ate him mm-hmm. so again the yeah. rules are a little are a little janky yeah. but so then um oj is like looking at the thing right and having like this to stare off as he's backing the horse up so like they're having like this showdown so that he can get it and he walks far enough away that she can get on the bike and then the thing can't make up its mind who he wants to eat, I guess. 
And then finally, when she gets on the electric bike, she goes into Jupe's little Jupiter town, and the thing chases her there. And mm-hmm. she's the hero of the movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of yep. not what you're expecting. You expect that OJ, who's he's the one that figured out that it's an alpha. He's the one that figured out about don't look up. Like he was the one that figured out all of the rules. And right. she's kind of the eternal screw up. And she's the one that comes up with the idea of, of, and it's a good thing that the big winking dude was a helium field filled balloon and not just an air filled, you know, bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, cause I don't know. It might've, well, yeah, it might've been hydrogen too. So well, whatever. It, it, was, it was something that was very, very, very much under pressure. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, maybe it was a hydrogen. Yeah, because when it when he bit into it, when he tried to eat the thing, yeah. it, you know, he it popped him. Uh, and the fact that she, you know, it was also so important of her to get the shot from the camera in the well, which is such a weird idea, but uh, why not? It's all she had. And yeah, it's all she had. I'm just saying, like, for Jupe to invent, we're going to put a, a camera at the bottom of the well. So, so we can see what it looked like from the point of view of. Come the, on, that's totally something Tweetsie Railroad the, would have. Well, the girl from the if ring you, saw. If you paid attention in the in the cowboy show memorabilia that's all over his office, yeah, there's a poster with him and two other kids looking down the well, and you see their picture. So it's recreating that moment from his. I past you. movie or whatever. I got you. Uh, okay. I missed that. that. Yeah. You probably were looking at all kinds of stuff in his office for the for the for the game. Oh right? lord. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor did I. Yeah, that's fine. The the sh- and the fact that the shoe is in a cabinet in his office is also just freaky. It's so freaky cuz imagine like if he like he's a kid, right? He just witnessed this awful thing happen. And then and then the you know the, the chimp gets shot in front of him. And he goes out there to collect souvenirs. Well, I wouldn't think he would. I think he probably got it from. He later probably got on. it later right. on, but Bought it's just it from yeah. a collector. Or something yeah, but like on. somebody had to, right? It's like you know. Yeah. After the police come through with forensics, you know, the prop department, the set department, the um, they have to come in and clean all that stuff up. Oh, that scene was just so unsettling. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that was the worst part of the movie. That scene, when when you actually get to see what happened, right? It's just so. It's the worst part right. of the movie. Yeah. And like you said, it was anxiety. It wasn't necessarily horror. Yeah, because you, know, you don't really see this. it, but it's it's enough where it's like, yeah. because like like you, because as as humans, as we watch scary movies, you put yourself in the scenario. You right. put yourself in that room, and all you can think of is like. Man, if I'm in that in there with with him, like you know, nothing that I can do about it. I, I took my kids to the North Carolina Zoo about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the pandemic because we were trying to think of things that we could do that we could still be distant and, and out, outdoorsy, yeah, and outdoorsy. Yeah. So we went to the zoo, and I remember going taking the kids to the chimpanzee enclosure. And while we were there, um, and I think I have video of this, the chimps found these baby rabbits. And I'm talking like baby bunnies that were kind of skimpering around. And then there was a mom 
or you know a parent bunny that was in there with them and they were picking up these baby bunnies and just chucking them against the wall and like they were killing these bunnies and they were throwing them in the air and um and even then i thought man chimps are dicks Um, (laughs) but then then i saw this movie and i was like yeah they're they're kind of (laughs) dicks I don't think I'm gonna make that the name of the episode, but uh, yeah, that's uh, chimps or dicks. That's that's the name of the episode. No, I'm yeah. saying I don't, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. Uh, all right, let's play some clips. I have some clips um, from for a for this for the quote unquote horror movie. I have a surprisingly number of clips. Now, yeah, all right, here we go. Uh, first clip. <clears throat> Hello, how y'all doing? Sorry for the tardiness. My name is Emerald, that's OJ, and we are your animal wranglers today with Haywood Hollywood Horses. <clears throat> now, did you know that the very first assembly of photographs in sequential order to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Look it up. Interesting. According to his Twitter account, Jordan Peele shared the full intro to Gordy's home after the movie's release. Set to Strange Animal by Gowan. Gowan? I don't know. The video parodies similar 80s and 90s sitcom intros while also foreshadowing the more sinister events depicted in the film. Okay. The (laughs) trivia in in this movie is actually really interesting. Um, First horror film to be filmed with IMAX cameras. I didn't know that. What is happening there, Sam? Good lord! It's like, like it's like an outtake from Congo. <laughs> oh, I love it. That that chimp has been into the bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Peele said he wrote the script at a time where he was a little bit worried about the future of cinema, so he wrote. So the first thing I knew is I wanted to create a spectacle. I wanted to create something that the audience would have to come to see. He did did that. Uh, I love this line. What's a bad miracle? Hmm. They got a word for that. Nope. I also thought about for a moment making sure that every clip I picked had the word nope in it. It didn't work out that way. But I love that phrase, a bad miracle. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it is, right? This is a miracle, but it's awful. Yeah. It's kind of a miracle. Uh, I labeled this clip douche because this is the guy in the fry store, and he is just being the douchiest, douchiest McDouchebag ever. You know, a lot of blackouts take the camera out from time to time. All these new cameras, they have backup battery power, so... You should be fine. But the outages affect the power and the battery shit, too, like cell phones. Okay. All right. Cell phones, they don't just drop in power, right? I mean, maybe your Wi-Fi drops out whenever your system dips. So that's technology. Yeah, just want to punch him. But isn't that, like, the stereotypical tech guy? It's what movies think the stereotypical tech guy is. 
Like yeah. I've worked well, I don't work with them anymore since I moved schools, but I worked with a tech person, my previous school that was very much that way. And you would like have a suggestion to make something better. And then he would say, yes, that would work, but you're completely stupid and don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. IT guys, and I work in the IT field, we are all a little bit arrogant because we know a thing that you don't know. But he's like, his job is customer service. You know, like it feels like that just, I don't know. He wouldn't have a job for very long if he talked. But, you know, maybe that's how people talk in California. I don't know. He just was very... It is California. He was very douchey. Yeah. This made me laugh. Okay! Thanks Why? for stopping by! You don't live here. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to help. Sure thing! You don't live here. You can't say things. Uh, I like it. Uh, okay. Um... This clip is entitled what? As in, I don't know what the guy says. I listened to this clip. I rewound it three times while watching the movie. I didn't have subtitles on. Then when I went back to capture the clip and listened to it three times, I still don't know what he says. So here we go. This is my this week's episode of What Did He Say? <laughs> I can monitor the feeds remotely myself if you want. Free of charge. Hell no. no. I can monitor the feed remotely if you want. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I can monitor the feed remotely myself if you want. Free of charge. Hell no. no. Man, now that you've said it, I hear it. I never picked that up at all. Oh my gosh, I can monitor. I never heard that. I, to me, it was mumbles. Yeah, I, it was kind of mumbly, but... I can monitor the feed remotely myself if you want. Free charge. Monitor the feed remotely, like Jordan Peele. Remotely myself. Yeah. Can, can you can we do one more take of that where you enunciate the words? <laughs> but but maybe that makes him more douchey. Like I can monitor the feed remotely. And it makes sense now because yeah. later on he was like he was like called him. He was like, hey, I'm on the feed. I'm to get that bug off there. She's like, I right. told you not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. That makes sense now, but man, I could not understand what he says. Oh, all right. Uh, here's a good nope. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. That's uh, <laughs> that's when he's in the barn. Yeah. And the the, the guys. Uh, here's another nope. Nope. That's uh, that's when the beastie's right over his truck, right before the horse falls. Now I yeah. captured this one just so I could have the conversation with Sam. Because, again, I do this. Sometimes I... Because, you know, I, I write notes as the movie happens, and then if I get the answer later, then I'll then I'll put the answer in. So here's the clip. Where is the feed for host camera? Oh. Couldn't figure it out. Over. What do you mean you couldn't figure it out? Over. Um, host is shooting on his own camera, and all of our cameras are digital. So it's a whole thing. Over. Basically, you forgot about it. Oh. Okay. So, I, I captured that for that for for the point where I wrote, I honestly don't think film cameras have a signal out for them to digit for for someone to digitally view. Because I, 
I've only worked on two film sets where we used film cameras, and we did not have a video assist, right? It was the director was just sitting there next to the camera operator. He would look into the viewfinder, confirm the shot, and then they would just watch the scene. We were also shooting on 16-millimeter film. I then Googled it to find out how that works, and there actually is a process in which on film cameras, film sets... Basically, there's a camera, a tiny camera that's inserted in the film camera that's looking through the aperture of the camera. And then that has a feed that goes to a monitor so that the director can look at the feed, what the camera's doing. Because you would have to. I mean, there's, there's, I'm saying there's no way that movies like Jurassic Park, which are on film, or Schindler's List, or any Stanley Kubrick movie, he doesn't have a way to monitor what the camera's doing. Like, I knew there had to be a way. I just didn't know what it was. Uh, so there is that is how they do it. So that's why I captured that click so I could clip so I could explain the, the science behind that, which I thought was really cool. So yeah. I, I, again, having worked on film sets, I learned something because we didn't have that. We didn't, we didn't have that. All right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Time for the game. Andrew, we all know the rules. If you don't know, the, if you're listening to this, this is your first time, go listen to another episode because I'm not explaining it. Go. <laughs> yeah, seriously do that because um, I made the mistake of mentioning today in one of my classes that I have, you know, I'm on a podcast and they said, what, what is it? And again, verbal course, diarrhea, right? I told them. And so oh, they may no. be listening to this episode. I don't know. Uh, they shouldn't be because I told them not to. Uh, <laughs> that, but, but that's even more. I know, you know, I know. catnip to do it. So, if you're a student of mine and you're listening, shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> you've been warned. Okay, okay. first question. Uh, we'll start with Sam. Okay. Okay. What was the former name of Jupiter's claim? The former name of Jupiter's claim was Motown. And Jupiter's claim was uh, Jupe's ranch there, right? Yeah. No, it was not Motown. Sean. Um, I don't remember what it was. The Golden Gulch. That's also incorrect. It was Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Oh, okay. They pull up Gold and Rush. she says, what happened to Gold Rush? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. By the way, Sam, that that picture is the most terrifying thing that I've seen <laughs> in the past few days. Yeah, I'm holding a baby chimp for some reason. Yeah. Um, okay. That's an old Sean, picture of me because that shirt doesn't fit me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten too fat. <laughs> All right, Sean. What year did Gordy's Home TV show begin airing? Uh, 1986? That is incorrect. Sam? Um, I want to say it's 85. It was 1996. You were very close. Oh, wow. 1996. That show had very 80s vibes. That's why. It did, though, it did. right? did yeah. not feel like a 90s show. I mean, I guess, yeah. Here's the problem. is like saying we still think the 80s was like 10 years Yesterday. ago. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was 40 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sam, how many yeah. times is the word nope said in the film? Um, I'm going to say 32. Sean. 
27. Eight. Only eight? Only eight? Only I eight. captured four of yeah. them? <laughs> it, it, yeah. It sounds like, I mean, it, it feels like they say it a lot, but it's only eight, eight times. Is that from your count, or did you read that in trivia? No, I found that on online. Okay. Oh, you added another monkey? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, this is back to you. What flavors of Icy does Jupe offer at Oh, jeez. I remember plan. saying, the camera puts it right on there. There's, there's strawberry. Uh, there's a lime, like a green lime. Bust a lime. Um, uh, orange. Oh. Orange, strawberry, <laughs> and bust a lime. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to say there's strawberry purple there's and, four of them and right? red i there are four of them yeah i yeah. knew there were four cherry cherry that is also incorrect <laughs> um two of them the green ones are cactus flavored ew and then one is watermelon and then the other one is sky blue are the flavors that are listed on there okay yeah cactus. all right last question this oh, goes man, to sam horrible okay when M is in the house watching the jockey video, the power goes off because the monster is overhead, getting ready to crap on them, literally. What image is last seen on the screen before the power goes out? Uh, a cowboy riding off into the sunset. No. No. Sean. I'm I'm still I'm trying to picture the the scene. She's because she she turns on. She's watching the the black jockey yeah. on the horse, the first footage, right? But there's something else on that video. I don't know. Is it like home movies of, of them? Kind of, yes. But it's something very specific. Oh, it's her riding a horse. So when... No, that would be good. <laughs> when the power goes off, it's the scene that her dad is training the horse for Scorpion King. And you see the rock dressed as the Scorpion King in the background. Oh, that's right. I forgot because he wears that Scorpion King shirt at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. So uh, I have one more since there's no points so far. <laughs> um, last question. Well, we'll just call this a tiebreaker. <laughs> what is the name of the restaurant where Angel, OJ, and M sit down and eat? It, it looked like a Waffle House. I mean, I know it's not, but I have no idea. Uh, uh, omelets are us. Sam? A, 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 a coffee house. No. It was called Copper Pots. Uh, sorry, I already know. Copper Pots Cove. It was like a pirate-themed, kind of like a Long John Silver's. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because right. they were eating shrimp po'boys. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, sadly, no points awarded for this game. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's about par. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Uh all right, cool. Well, that's uh that's it. Time for Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten on how well that we liked it. And we start uh as always with uh Andrew. Yeah, my power died on my uh, 
on my iPad, which means there's a monster overhead now. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what IMDb gave it. I usually tell you guys that. Oh, I can tell you um, that. I have IMDb looking pulled up. here. It is a six point eight. Six point eight. Um, yeah, and. For what it is, I think there's a lot of great qualities about the movie. Is it something that I want to watch again? Not really. Um, you know, I've seen it, and that's enough. It's not rewatchability. It's not great. If there were somebody that said, hey, let's watch Nope, I might say okay, if as long as there's popcorn or something. But uh, I'm not going to search it out to watch it again for sure. And so I can't really feel good about giving it anything above of 5.5. I'm just going to leave it right there. Okay. Uh, Sam. Um, visually, it's amazing. I love the way it looks. I like the way it surprised me in parts. Um, however, I was disappointed in how it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think it was clunky a little bit in places. So I, I'm not going to go as low as Andrew, but I'm going to give it a good uh, 7.23 out of 10. Oh, wow. That's pretty high, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this was pretty good. I mean, it was it it, it was pretty effective, and um, it, 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 it was good. I enjoyed it uh, for what it was. And then I, I also liked that, that it wasn't as, as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, I liked that, so um, I'm legitimately nervous about next week. Um, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Uh, but I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I mean, it's a it's a good movie. It's very well acted, and it's uh, it's shot well. the The score is actually pretty scary and intense and good. And um, I liked it. I I liked the movie. I don't love it, but yeah, I'm with Andrew. Doesn't have a whole lot of rewatchability, but. It was uh, it was good. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. Nope, two thousand and twenty two's. Nope. If you haven't seen it though, and you like, uh, if you like the horror film, so you know, go that's check. It's definitely out. worth a watch. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I do too. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's two hours and ten minutes, so it's not incredibly long. It might be a little too long, but um, it's mm. it's all right. Uh, I also did like the product plate, the Sour Patch Kids product placement, where she's throwing Sour Patch Kids at the Prey Mantis, and all I could think of is like, "You're wasting precious Sour Patch Kids," because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's my candy. It's my favorite candy. So, um, yeah. All right. Next week, I've already said it a couple times, but next week we're doing Hereditary, the uh. Ari Aster film. Right, he's him. Uh, hereditary. Uh, we watched Midsummer, and this is his other film. And it's interesting because, like, some people have said that Midsummer is a better film, and other people said that Hereditary is the better film. And some people have said that all of his movies are awful and that they're not good. None of them are good. Uh, no, I don't agree with that. But no. I am looking forward to this one because I want to be bothered. Um, <laughs> so our well, next... you know, I'm I'm looking for that scary one this month, right? I, yeah. I we always seem to be able to find something that makes me jump, and I'm yeah, I I, I want to see it. I and, it, and yeah, yeah, ready for it. If it if it has the jump, great. If not, I'm okay with just being bothered really badly, yeah. like I was with Midsummer. Yeah, I I have a feeling this is not a jump scare movie. This is going to be a 
yeah. what the heck did I just watch? You know, as as long as I'm not forced to watch people forcing a man to do things, um, <laughs> that was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but it was supposed to be. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that our guest next week, Sarah from the Bird in the Hand podcast, um, she she watched it last week and. All she said to me was, "Oh my God, this effing movie!" So, oh, oh wow, I don't know what okay. that means. Right. I don't know what, what that yeah. means at all. Maybe there's a lot to read into that. Yeah. So, Sweet. yeah, that's it. Hereditary next week. Uh, in the meantime, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find our links to all of our other uh, things. Also, if you are so inclined, um, apparently people listen to us. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. People listen to us on Good Pods. Uh, if you're listening to us on Good Pods, that's fantastic. I'm really thank you. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a notification in the email today as I record this that Cheap Seat Reviews has made the following top listener chart on Good Pod Good Pods number two in the top 100 indie entertainment all time chart. Whoa! Yeah. I saw that. That was seriously. Surprised. I was yeah. totally blown away by that. I, I I could not believe that that's us yeah uh, just because yeah. i don't i don't promote there at all uh, so according to the according to good pods cheap seat reviews also made number three in the top 100 tv all time number three in the top 100 indie tv all time number four in the top 100 entertainment all time and number 39 in the top 100 film reviews all time yeah so well that's weird Okay, this is really strange. Now that I'm reading the the this it's the top one says number two in the top one hundred indie entertainment all time chart. And then three down, number four in the top one hundred entertainment all time chart. Oh, not indie. Okay. Never mind. Just number four. Number four. So that's That's okay too. Yeah, that's that's really incredible. So thank you all for, for supporting us there at Good Pods. Um Again, I didn't know people used that that surface at all. Uh, and for Sam and Andrew, if you're unfamiliar with GoodPod is, basically imagine Twitter, but only for podcasts. Oh, uh, okay. So like there's a feed you know, channel, right? A, a tab, a feed where you post your show and you post other people's, other people's shows and you can comment and like and subscribe and... All this stuff. So it's a place where you can go and listen to your to your favorite podcasts, and then interact with them directly through the app in Good Pods. Huh. Um, but it sounds sounds super nerdy. It is super nerdy, and one of the reasons why, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I didn't spend a lot of time in there is because it kind of felt like a closed circle. Like only other podcasters are in there, because non podcasters yeah. yeah. aren't looking to, to go into that. It's literally just podcasters. So that's why I was like, I don't necessarily only want to advertise to other podcasters. I want people to listen to the show, you know, that want to yeah. just listen. It doesn't only be podcasters. But you know what? I say on a regular basis, uh, I'm perfectly okay being captain of the nerd ship. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I'm, and I'm I, also... I sell on the nerd ship often, and that's fine. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, and I'm also very happy where the show is right now. You know, um, I'm 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 happy that we're just you know 
the the show has changed for us in the last few months. We're 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 just we're settled back into this is the hobby, this is the fun. Yeah. And um I'm yep. I'm I'm very okay with that right now in my life. Uh yeah. With things. So all right. Anyway, with that all being said, go like and support us uh, and all of those things. Uh, we do still have merch out there. If you want to buy some stuff, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, follow us and like us and subscribe and leave us reviews and all those good things. Uh, and that's it. So on behalf of, uh, of of Sam and all the the monkeys behind him and Andrew and the cast there, I am Sean saying thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next week for Hereditary. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.